Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Or you can text me, 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. That's for texting only. Uh, You know, make sure that you're in a safe place. Please do not text and drive at all, ever, but especially for the program. I mean, unless you can talk into your phone and it picks it up, please do not text and drive. But if you're in a safe place and you want to get on the program through texting, you can do that. 303-690-3000 is the number taking your calls and your questions, um, open to the fresh work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, just wanting him to minister to us. Uh, We want to be encouraged uh, in the things of the Lord. We do that by taking your calls. 303-690-3000 is the number. And, you know, we take your calls, we take your questions. We answer them according to the Bible, um, and even if we don't know the answer, uh, we are we'll, we'll search the scriptures together. But we may or may not know the answer, so we may have to do some extra. Um, we may have to do some extra digging on that. So it's okay. We don't know everything this side of eternity. You don't know everything. I don't know everything. Uh, What a joy to know that God continues to teach us, that we continue to learn. Uh, It doesn't matter how long we've been a believer in Jesus Christ. We always have something new to learn. We always have something that God wants to show us. And Calvary Live is dedicated to that very thing. So give me a call. 303-690-3000. Wide open phone lines on this now, of course, you guys in Colorado are hearing this live or online. Uh, when If you're listening online at gracefm, gracefm.com or uh, on the air up here in the metro area, 89.7, down in the Springs, 101.7, you're hearing this live. But for those of you listening somewhere else, uh, like on Hope FM or Truth FM, you're hearing this delayed by one week. So here's how that works. You can call the show while the show is airing. And you will be live to everyone listening in Colorado. It just won't air until in your in your market until the following week, and and you'll be able to hear yourself on the radio the following week. But anytime the show is on, uh, unless it's a rebroadcast, you can call in, and you'll be live, and then you'll hear it a week later. But here in Colorado, you guys get it. Uh, Colorado and Wyoming, you get it live. 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's see what we have here. 
Lloyd is calling from Cherry Creek here in Colorado. Lloyd, welcome to the program. Hi, how's it going? What, what can I do for you, Lloyd? Um, well, I just had a question because, I mean, I've heard from other churches um, that, you know, in, in Christ we've received all the blessings that God promised to Abraham, and we have them through Jesus and everything, but that it's led, I guess, like some churches or brothers and sisters yes. uh, with, I don't know, with the thought of, I don't have to say God bless you. You know, it's kind of, um, it isn't, we don't really have to say God bless you. But, I mean, I remember in saying, like, you you know, you see somebody or you say bye to somebody, you say God bless you. We don't need to tell them God bless you. Um, Okay. And so, and I mean, I've heard from from your studies on, you know, for example, like, when, uh, where, Samuel and Saul met up, and Samuel blessed him. That from there yes. we, and then blessing the food and the feast that we get, you know that from that. So I'm I'm just a little, you know, a little kind of confused in what is or what is what we should be saying or not saying. I don't know. Well, I can say let's let's step back for a second and say that saying God bless you to someone is an optional thing. Yeah, uh, and that it's not—it's not anywhere in the Bible mandated from us. It's really our attempt to wish well on someone in God's name. You know, that's the—that's really what we're saying. It's—it's uh, it's probably more of a tradition for us mm-hmm. as we wish somebody's blessing. Although, you know, when I say God bless you, I really mean it, and I think many people do too. Um, so the idea of not needing to say it is true. We don't need to say it, um, but it's a common blessing that would would encourage someone, you know, and right. even start a conversation. Right, um, absolutely. So I'm not sure uh, where where Abraham's blessing. I mean, you know that when you think of God bless you when somebody sneezes, did you know that's really a superstition? Yeah, I, I've heard that that back then they used to think that people were. were you know, it was like a demon trying to get out of yeah. you or something. They would say, you know, <laughs> bless you. Yes. <laughs> so, and so, yeah, I, I was just really, I was curious about that. I mean, I've always felt the conviction of, of like you said, that that's always been a way to perhaps encourage somebody or start a conversation or just have somebody in like, you know, um, encouraged in the Lord. And so, yes, um, I, but, I yeah. like, I like, you know, especially if I get a response, well, I don't believe in God. Well, why not? You know, and I like to talk. If if I have the opportunity to to, to have a to have a discussion, um, I, I I'll in I'll invoke whether you know, hey, may the Lord bless you, Jesus bless you, God bless you, something that not only is conveying my care for someone. Because when I say you know, when when I say God bless you to someone that sneezes, I don't believe in that superstition. Yeah. Um, uh, it to me, it, it's probably more habit than anything. I I don't know that I'm always thinking about the blessing of God when someone sneezes because it's so quick habitually. Um, but you know, when I'm at the market or I'm at a restaurant or I'm interacting with someone, I am more mindful of what I mean when I say it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Awesome. And I just wanted to ask for like a prayer request. Um, okay. I have, I have some friends that I don't know. It seems like um, in my bubble of friends or their friends, uh, 
there's a, there's been like um, three cases of suicide, and mm. I just wanted to lift those families in prayer. Um, I don't know um, their names per se, since you know they're friends of friends. Um, mm. I just I've just been seeing that. I mean, it's been on the news lately, all this crazy stuff, and um, um, yeah, I just wanted to you know lift a prayer on that. I mean, I know. Things don't. I mean, things happen for a reason and everything like that. Um, I myself have felt pretty, you know, low sometimes. I'm just kind of like thrown off, like you know, how is that? And so I just wanted to, you know, have ask for a prayer for for me and uh, my friends and family and uh, just the the communities around um, Cherry Creek, Denver, Aurora, um, all over, just to, to to yeah. Okay, let's do that. Father, we do pray for this sense of hopelessness that seems to be increasing in people's lives, and, and we're hearing more and more about suicide, God, and suicidal thoughts and hopelessness. So I just pray, God, that first of all, for these families that lost loved ones, um, it's, a, it's a horrible thing to endure. And so I pray for these families, and grateful, I'm really grateful, God, that you would put Lloyd in proximity to these friends and friends of friends of the people that he's connected with, that you would use him to be an encouragement uh, to really spread the blessings of God, and that you would just lead him uh, and and give him direction. And then, Lord, we just um, we pray for, we're, we're praying for those that are listening even right now that are hopeless and just discouraged. Even as my my friend Justin uh, re- reached out to me this week and just really discouraged, um, and. I know that's something he's battled for a long time, so I pray for him as well, that you keep him strong and that we would live to, we'd get up to live another day to please you. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you so much. See you, bro. Bye-bye. All right, definitely. 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's go over to line number two is Gloria in Thornton, Colorado. Gloria, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. So um, I have a Bible question for you. Um, Proverbs 3 and 5 tells us we're to trust the Lord with all of our heart. And then we're also told to uh, guard our hearts because it's the wellspring of of life. Is the word for heart in both of those passages, is that the same word in the Hebrew? Okay, so here, I want you to remember this number. Okay. Let's see here. Let me just double check. It is uh, 38. 38. Let me see. 3820. 3820. Okay. okay. 3820. 3820. And then let's go to this one guard heart, which is Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. And it says, wait, no, keep your 3820. Yep, the same word. Okay. Okay. And I'm assuming that's meaning, you know, our longings, our affections, because um, in Colossians it tells us that we're to, you know, um, seek, put our hearts, set our hearts on things above. And I'm thinking that's more, you know, our longings, our affections, where we go to to have those emotions and those affections and longings filled. Well, Am let's I on start the right with, track with that? You are on the right track, but let me, let me walk you down a path. Okay. Um, uh, the the path is this: when we're first, we want to determine what a Hebrew word means. Okay. And then once you jump to the New Testament, that's written in the Greek, so it's going to be a different word. Okay. And and then there's a 
there's a translation known as the Septuagint, which is a Greek translation of the Hebrew scriptures. Okay. And there's a bridge there to see if they used this, if they were looking at the same word in the New Testament to, to reflect what was happening in the old, uh, in the Hebrew. So let's take the Hebrew word. The Hebrew, for the Hebrew mindset, the heart, when, when the heart was used, it was to speak of the depths of a person. Uh, it wasn't a reference to, at least not these two uses, was not a reference to the muscle of within, you know, pumping blood through our body, right. but rather okay. um, the essence of the inner man, the inner woman, um, uh-huh. how you would think, how you would, um, what you would incline yourself toward. It would be the, like the Greek word for heart and would be more like the seed of all emotions, like the depth of who you are. Um, okay. The Hebrew word is very similar. And so when you are, when you're looking at Proverbs chapter three, five, and six, you're looking at chapter four, there, there's a part of you that really truly needs to be guarded and paid attention to um, that you could say the essence of who you are, uh, that you're careful of what influences you, you're careful of what changes your mind, you're careful what you watch, what you, you know, the things that could somehow affect us internally. You know how I could say, for example, I could say, oh, Gloria, you're silly. And you'd take it and it wouldn't be that big a deal. But, you know, if it came to you and and you you were saying something real serious to me and you were really meaning it and I just respond, oh, you're silly, you would have to guard yourself to not take that personal. Okay. You would have to say, what I like to say uh, in a practical way to the people that serve in ministry is that we have to learn how to have a heart, uh, ha- have a thick skin, yeah. but a soft mm-hmm. heart. Okay. But usually it's the other way around, isn't it? Usually mm-hmm. people get hard hearts and everything, and, and then their, thin, their skin is so thin that everything affects them. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's the essence of of what the pro- what the wisdom in Proverbs is trying to tell us, and that's, hey, put a protection around the seed of who you are, like around the essence of who you are, because there is there there is a, a, a very specific spiritual attack and gar or um, you know arrow shot at changing who you are fundamentally. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I I can see that. Just thinking, you know, through my own personal life and experiences, definitely. And then you think now, if we jump to the New Testament. And we jump to this thought of, in Proverbs, that we would seek those things that are above and not below, that, like the, the reality of, of what is important for us in, in our lives is to have a heavenly mind. Because um, sometimes, you know, people will say, um, hey, you are so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't met a person like that yet. Uh, because I, the, if you're truly heavenly minded, then you're going to mm-hmm. live God's kingdom on the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, if you're living in in a pseudo spiritual existence, then you're really not yeah. seeking the things above. I don't know if you're re- referring to like what he says in chapter three. Is that the reference? If you were raised yeah, with Christ, yeah. seek those things that are above. Above, uh huh. And well, I'm just saying, I don't have it right in front of me, but I think it's like the first. First couple of verses in chapter three of Colossians, where we're to set our minds on things above, we're set our affections yes. on things above. So, you know. yeah, set your so, minds on things above, mm-hmm. not on earth. You died. Um, maybe affections is affections actually a, probably an old King James. 
Could be. I usually do. I grew up with King James doing NIV yeah. now. Like I said, I don't have it right in front of me, but um, yeah, I'm going to look at. I'm going to look. Yeah. yeah, it's it is the old King James. So verse two okay. says, "Set your affection on things above," mm-hmm. and then the New King James uses the word "mind," and the New mm-hmm. Living Translation says, "Let heaven fill your thoughts. Do not mm-hmm. think only about things down here on earth." Mm-hmm. So you oh, know the could... the Greek. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I would just say the Greek mindset did place an emphasis on the mind, and you do see um, the mind is a gateway to the sum of who you are. All right. All right. So I guess also in in guarding my heart, um, going back to the Proverbs 3 passage, you know, if I'm simply trusting the Lord with all my heart, I'm going to, he's going to help me to be able to guard my heart. Yeah, I think you, you, you really, you really hit it on you you really hit on a key principle and that is god is the great protector he mm-hmm. is the one that does the work we're the ones that abide in his finished work and and so as we as we choose to abide all these things show up in our lives like it's almost like being a millionaire and abiding gives you access to your riches mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And otherwise, if you're out running around and you're, you know, you're a millionaire, but you you never go to the bank, you never write a check, you never think about it, you never care about it, you 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 have all those riches, they're just not being used or enjoyed by you. Mm-hmm. So, for awesome. example, here here's a way that I guard my heart. I am very careful of what movies I watch. Okay. I'm very careful because I know I, I pay attention, you know, because the world's ratings are are not even close to what God's ratings are, and right. and so for me personally, I don't want to see a nude scene of a woman or a man for that matter. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to hear more f bombs in my life than I already do, yeah, uh, because it triggers things in the past. That was mm-hmm. one of the most popular words I ever used, um, mm-hmm. and so I live in the world, but I don't have to participate in the world. Um, and I, and I don't have to present myself some temptation like, oh, you know, um, I remember, you know, talking to a guy and he goes, well, you know, you're just being legalistic. There was only a couple of nude scenes in it. Oh, and I'm like, all, yeah. all right, bro. I mean, I, I want I, I want to guard my mind and my heart mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. any kind of temptation and anything that would be a sin against my wife. That's that's what I want to do. You can call me legalistic, but I'll tell you that I'm guarding my heart. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it would be a good idea for that guy to do it too, but he blew me off. And, you know, I remember the guy that blew me off. Well, you know, it's only one drink, Ed. Okay. Mm. And and that, that guy ended up getting in a very serious motorcycle accident and almost died mm. while he was drunk. And and so for me, I can only give suggestions. I can only give the convictions that the Lord has given to me biblically and hope that there would be, uh, that, that folks will really consider what it would be in their lives to guard their hearts and minds. Um, Mm -hmm. Because the Bible even says, I was reminded now I'm thinking about it, uh, in Philippians chapter 4, it says, Be anxious for nothing, Mm -hmm. but in all things by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, make your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. And Mm -hmm. so there's even a guard when you present yourself to God through prayer. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the insight. That's a great question. I'm glad that we talked about it. God bless you. Oh, yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000.
Luke is calling from Firestone, Colorado. Luke, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hey, how are you? Good. I had a question on Esther. Um, okay. She invited the king and Haman to the feast. They put down have a feast, and the king's pleased with her and says, Hey, up to uh, half my kingdom, you know, make your request. And she yes. invites him to another feast. So I guess I just was curious why, if you know you've got the king's favor, why you wouldn't make the request right then and there. Well, I would have to refresh myself on this, but I'm having a feeling it was part of the uh, Esther put on a royal robe. Are you talking about chapter 5, uh, inner court, yeah, she, what do you want? She invited him to a feast, and uh-huh. they came to the feast, and they had it, and he said, hey, make your request, you know, up to half, yeah, king, it's half a, my kingdom. Just says, a real brief thing. reading, because she's setting up to to take down um, Haman. This is sure. a you know that's the whole principle of God raising up Esther, and so the the reality of it says right here in verse eight: If your Majesty is pleased with me and wants to grant my request, please come with Haman tomorrow to the banquet I'll prepare for you. Then tomorrow I'll explain what this is all about. Oh, and so she's Haman really setting up. I'm looking. He might be. He might be around there. I mean, it says in verse five, "Tell the king turned to attendants and said, tell Haman to come quickly to a blank banquet as Esther has requested.'" So the king and Haman went to Esther's banquet, and while they were drinking, um, there's another one. So the king doesn't know yet. Um, she, he's going to find out at the next. Esther is setting setting the whole plan up to re, for him to be revealed. Yeah, I, so I thought they both went to the first one, and the king says, we'll make your request. Yes. I, it, if you have the king's favor of pay up to half my kingdom, why she wouldn't make the request right there? Why would she do a second banquet? Well, that's, that's um, you know, I, I'm looking at, if you read through it, um, what a happy man was he that left the banquet. Uh, he restrained himself, went home, he gathered together his friends, boasted them about his great wealth, his many children. I mean, it's all a setup. It could have been, a, a, the why questions are hard to answer specifically, right? Because if the Bible doesn't say uh, specifically, then we're just putting pieces together. But to think of the the reality of the letting Haman hang himself, letting him be the one, letting his pride pull him down, you know, it could be the custom of the king. It could be a variety of different things. But it's certainly one of the main reasons is for it to be laid out the way it is to show how pride will take a man down because that's what that's what unfolds from chapter 5, verse 9. Okay. Right, thank he, you. I think you're welcome. Great question. I, I think, too, Luke, that the, the reality of this, too, is simply um, uh, the way it unfolded um, gave the book that we have it today just to remind us man with his own gallows he's taken out 303-690-3000 is the number 303-690-3000 let's go over to ruby she's calling from denver ruby welcome to the program hi pastor ed can you hear me all right i can cool um so i have a prayer request uh i work in mental health, and um, two of my sisters in Christ do as well, um, and okay. we work in, like, different parts of mental health, and I work in crisis. One of my friends works in substance use, um, supporting people um, who struggle with that, and my other friend works in 
a community mental health center. And I was wondering if you would please pray for us, um, not just um, for us in um, our protection, because we, we support people through some pretty intense stuff, um, but our faith walks. And um, and pray for those who God like puts in our path to support. Um, yeah. Let's pray. Cool. Thank you, Father. I ask for your strength for those that do have such a great um, responsibility within the mental health community. I thank you for placing them right where they're at, uh, for putting them in a in a tremendous place of of opportunity. Um, but I also pray for them for their strength. It's a very difficult field, and it's very hard, and it's very um, challenging, draining, uh, hurt. It, it's painful when people don't respond. And, and of course, for those that live not only with the issue of, of um, discouragement and even suicidal thoughts, but to live that way apart from you, it's just unbearable and with no hope and the darkness that they're in. So I just pray, God, that you would be... Uh, with Ruby and her friends and her co-workers. I'm grateful for those men and women, especially especially believers, that have been gifted with the mm -hmm. gift of mercy. And this is where they're exercising their spiritual gifts uh, in hospitals and doctor's offices and uh, with very deep, deep, difficult, painful things and pain, pain people that are, are, are dealing with great pain. Um, Lord, would you strengthen them and help them in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. All right. Yeah. God bless you. Bye-bye. Have a great day. God bless you. All righty. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Um, taking your calls and your questions. So grateful that the phone lines are full. Uh, let's go over to Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland. Lee, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. Hi, you're welcome. Yeah, my thing is that I want to get closer to God, and I've been reading the Bible more, but the more I read it and the more I try, the further away I feel I am, or the worse I see myself as a person. Does that make sense? It does. Is it? Is it because, um, so I would say that, that a question remains, is it because you're learning more and more about the holiness of God and comparing it to your life, or is it because you have a tendency and have for a long time just to put yourself down? I don't know the answer to that question. Because <laughs> you know I how really some don't. people can just really be sensitive in their lives, and, and sometimes that manifests itself as perfectionism, where what they do is never good enough, or sometimes it comes because they were raised with parents that would just beat them down and and so they kind of take on that form, feeling like they never uh, do enough that's good. Is that a part of your past? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. That sounds crazy. But, but I kind of had those feelings, but I don't know. When I look back on my childhood and I think of, of what my mother had on her plate, I sure. feel like she, she did pretty good. Even yeah, they though, did, you know... Yeah. And, that's a good revelation because our parents did the best they could with the, what the resources they had. And, and uh, just like the, them, I'm not a perfect parent, and I did the best that I could with the resources I have. But, but it's key to, to the question and, and the answer. But because we're up on the break, I'm going to put you on hold, and then I'll answer it both ways for everybody listening, okay? I'll answer both sides of that. Okay. So I'm going to put you back on hold. You'll hear the show on your, in your phone, and then as soon as we come back from the break... 
I will answer okay. your question. All righty? Okay. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. Uh, coming up on the first and only break of the show. Um, we only have a real small break. That's to stretch. I need to go get some water real quick. And we got a technical thing I hope that we can work through. So stick with us. This is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor at Calvary Church here in Aurora. Uh, and we are grateful to be used and just grateful to be a small part of your life and all the things that God's doing. So we'll be right back on Calvary Life. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back, everyone, to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. I got a real quick uh, stretch (laughs) and some water, and uh, we are back, 303 Six nine zero three thousand. We had Lee calling from Baltimore, Maryland. Lee, welcome back. Thank you. So, just for those that were joining us as they're heading home and just got into the car, can you repeat uh, your question for everyone? Well, I said I want to develop a closer relationship with God. Yes. I want to feel all that joy in my life, and yes. I've been putting forth effort, probably not enough, but I've been reading the Bible a lot Good. for me, um, or maybe an hour, five days a week, maybe maybe more, um, And uh, but it seems like the more I read and the more I'm trying, the more I see myself as not so hot. I mean, yeah. really, before, <laughs> before, I, before I did this, I, I I thought I was an exceptionally kind person. Yes. With a lot of love for people, and 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 then, and then I then now I see a lot of ugly parts of myself, like um, frustration and traffic. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, true. Saying something negative about somebody because they don't do what what I want them to do, what I think is the right thing to do, but that's not yes. my business or my place. But sure. it is the right thing. I know that. Well, like let, trying so, to help so, somebody or help people in the family and, 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 uh, I don't know. It's just very Well, hard. there's a couple ways. I, I just, there's a couple ways to answer this. You know, one is the first one is this is not unusual. Um, it's, it's not an unusual feeling. As a matter of fact, a person in the Bible felt the same exact way that you did, uh, as he was reading the Bible, he was learning more about himself because the scriptures were revealing things inside of him and defining things for him that he didn't know. And so Paul, his name is Paul, the apostle, and he wrote the book of Romans. And in Romans chapter seven, he says this in verse seven, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. 
for I would not have known covetousness unless the law said, you shall not covet. But sin, taking the opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire, apart, for apart from the law, sin was dead. And basically what he's saying is, is that he didn't know that he was had an issue with covetousness until the Bible told him that covetousness was a sin. And you know, and once we learn something about that, then we start examining our lives. We're like, oh my gosh, not only do I covet, now I see it all the time. Um, like it's all a part. It's a part of my life. And you know, you would think, you would think that the the more you grow in God's grace, uh, the more holy you would become. But in reality, the more you grow in God's grace, the more that God reveals to you how much you lack. And what does that do, though? It awakens our desire to run to God and ask him to forgive us. So now look at all, you see a bunch of junk being surfaced, but that junk is actually an invitation for you to run to God and ask for his forgiveness and ask for his help and realize that in your own strength, you'll never be a a good driver on the road. I'm telling you, the driving is such a temptation for all of us, isn't it? Like, I can be doing just fine until somebody cuts me off. And then I'm just like, if I'm in the wrong, and some days I'm like, oh, God bless you, take my lane. But some days I'm like, you, oh, I can't, oh. And I might even yell in my own car. And I'm like, what am I doing? What difference does it make? Um, But it's a revelation, isn't it? It's a revelation of of who I am apart from the grace of God. Like it's it's like, oh man, Lord, I I need to depend on you even more than I thought. Uh, and this little episode reminded me of that. So that's number one. Number two, um, I think of the the topic that we talked about earlier, uh, and that was the the need for us to to by faith trust God when He says something in His Bible. Like because if we have a tendency to be a perfectionist, and we're always like, and this maybe not for you, but for those listening in. Um, it's, it, 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 you're never happy with what you do. You never feel good enough. You never feel like you've done enough. Um, that's a problem. That's true. Because, that's true. Because it, it, like it really, that. it undermines your faith. Like, because it's true. We can never do enough to make, uh, we can never offer to God anything that would fully satisfy him except for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And so what is our, what does our life become? It becomes a life of faith. And, you know, the, that's really what God's calling you back to. The way to access joy is to believe God. And, you know, so you, can, you have a choice, right? So you drove two times this week. One time you blew up at a driver, another time you were kind. Which one will you focus on? Being kind. Yeah, I will. And, and thanking God for that. You go, God, thanks, because last week I blew up and I was such a knucklehead. But God, thank you. Because I was kind of upset, but you know, it's okay. He can have my lane. Um, it's all right. And and you begin to walk in thanksgiving. You begin to walk in appreciation. And by faith, by faith, trusting and believing what God said, you access peace, joy, kindness, love. Um, and so I would say this, just listening to you, you're making more progress in your relationship with God than you see right now. Okay, good. I'm because you called the show. Well, we do have emotions, you know, and that, and sometimes our feelings can overwhelm us. 
um, but our feelings are not greater. Sometimes our, you know, here's the thing I tell our church here when I teach. Uh, I say feelings are real and they're powerful and they can be overwhelming, but always remember this. Feelings don't always tell us the truth, right? Because you could be seeing something sad and feel happy and you could see something happy and feel sad. The reality yeah, of the I'll situation... Be, uh, I am a happy person. That sounds crazy, but I mean, and, and I do good. think I'm, I'm very blessed. And you, um, good. I don't know. I, I think I'm a little bit mental. <laughs> well, I mean, aren't we all in some degree? I mean, it's a it is a mental battle. Uh, the the warfare that you go through, and the battle is in the mind because what we believe really dictates how we behave, and. We really do need, you know, if you if you read in the book of Ephesians, in chapter 6, it talks about us being in a spiritual battle, and he gives us the the equipment to put on the spiritual armor, like a, like a Roman soldier, and you know what one of the pieces of armor is? The helmet of salvation, just to remember the goodness of God and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, and... What a joy it is to know that my mind is protected by the finished work of Jesus. Well, thank you very much, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do better. I don't know how, but I'm gonna do better. I'm just gonna well, keep can, reading and waiting. Good. Can I ask you? Right? Are you are you attending a healthy church? No. No. Because let me give you let me give you four things that really help for you and me to grow. And it's in the Bible. It's in the in a in the book of Acts, chapter two, verse forty-two. And these are four simple things that, as you practice them, because you need to be around. So let me read it to you, and then I'll explain a couple of them. It says that the early church, the early believers, men and women, just like you and me, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Uh, so you've been doing that. You've been reading the Bible, and in fellowship, you haven't really been doing that. In the breaking of bread, where you take communion, you probably haven't been doing that. And in your prayers, which you probably have been praying. So two of the four you've been, you've probably been doing pretty well at. Um, but being together with other believers, where a pastor teacher can teach you the Bible, and you can be encouraged by other believers, and being in a healthy church is super important. Uh, and you need all four of those in your life to help you. It'll help balance off when you're weak in some areas. Okay, I think I think I realized that, and that I should be be going to church, and I have to find a church. So let me help you with that. Um, I have a friend. How close are you to Fells Point? I'm not too far. So my friend, uh, my friend just started a church in Fells Point called Haven City Church, and. I know him, and I trust him, and you would be very safe um, worshiping God at, at that church. What is it, Haven? Haven City Church. And let me get you the phone number. Um, the phone number is 443-842-5874. And... His name is Josh, Pastor Josh. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. I can't wait to hear. Call me back in a couple weeks, and, and let's see how things are going over the last two weeks. Okay, I will. Oh, thanks for calling.
Thank you. And you know, I'm no kid. I'm 74. <laughs> You're no kid? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you think well, I'd I'm... have this all together by now. Well, anyway, you know, I will. I'll call you back in a couple weeks. Okay, let me share one more thing with you. Um, my parents didn't really start following God till very late in life. I mean, they I believe they were Christians. Uh, I believe they believed in God, but it wasn't until they saw the dramatic work of God in my life that they really took things seriously. And my dad uh, shared very similar things uh, with what you shared with me. And every Wednesday, before he passed away, every Wednesday, I would call him on the way home from church, and we spent about an hour answering his Bible questions and talking to him just like you. So I, I'm only sharing that with you is that it's it's not unusual for you to, to at, even at this age, and praise God that it's at this age, that you're awakened to God, and and he doesn't judge you for that. He's he's very happy that you're awake to him, and and I'm glad you are too. But thank you. Thank you. All right. You're welcome, Lee. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Another call from Baltimore, Maryland. Ken, welcome to the program. Hi, hi Pastor. Ed. I have a question. Uh, okay. It's a little complex, but uh, you know how God had killed all the firstborn so that to convince Pharaoh to release the Hebrew slaves. And then as on the journey towards the Promised Land, Moses goes up the mountain and gets the Ten Commandments and this commandment of thou shalt not kill or murder. And then later on, God tells the people, the Hebrews, to kill all the inhabitants of the Promised Land and take it. And my question, I guess, is with the inconsistencies, since God could have easily taken them out himself, and those people wouldn't have had to do that. So okay. my question would be, why do you think, or what is the the Church's opinion on the inconsistency of to command someone not to murder and kill and then tell them, go ahead later? Well, that's a good question, how you phrased it at the end there, because we we want to be careful in making distinctions between who those commandments are for. So let's right. start with the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. Those commandments that are slated there um, are specifically given to you and me on a personal level, that we're not to take the revenge or to take another person's life in and of our own accord. Uh, we're, we're not to murder someone. Uh, we're not to, to take their life um, for no reason, um, essentially. Um, we aren't going to go into all the reasons that may or may not be there. However, one I would say is self-defense. Um, that's not a prohibition against self-defense. Um, as a matter of fact, as you kind of read through uh, the scriptures, you see different levels of what we might call today murder or manslaughter and those types of things. You even see those laid out within the scriptures. And so that that prescription that's given to us in the Ten Commandments is, you could say, a personal prescription. Um, and and we're to heed it as unto the Lord. Um, we're, we're to make sure that we don't kill people, uh, that we don't murder them. You know, there's a distinction even on the... Um, even within the Hebrew word uh, that speaks of 
of murder and killing, you know, because, again, there would be exceptions like self-defense. When it comes to God and his fiat, you know, God has, God is the creator of life. And as the creator of life, he can dictate any ending to our lives that he, that he likes, that he, that he would desire, that would bring him glory and honor and preserve the Messiah to come and save the world. And I believe that was a part of the delivery of the children of Israel within, uh, from Pharaoh was the plan. If we look at the Bible from the lens of, of Messiah and Savior, um, the reality of what God did with the firstborn was God's um, authority to bring about a change of heart because Pharaoh hardened his heart and Pharaoh, the Pharaoh dealt with um, the messenger of God in such a way that he resisted and rebelled against God. And the wages of sin is always death. The New Testament teaches us, and and so I don't see the. I don't personally see a contradiction. I see two complementary teachings in the Bible. Um, you know, murder is the physical act of taking another's life. However, um, God even goes deeper than that, doesn't he? By the time Jesus comes, he, he defines murder as being able to murder someone in our hearts. Um, so it's more than just the act. Uh, it's the essence of what we, how we feel about another person. You know, and by Jesus' definition, most of the population has failed at that commandment on a spiritual level. Uh, and so those two things, I don't believe as you share them, are contradictory because God is the author of life. And, you know, many times you'll find within warfare in the Old Testament, uh, within warfare, the necessity of of wiping out a group of people happened within war. Um but not without the patience of God, the patience of God waiting for them to repent and their refusal to repent, their refusal to cooperate with God, their refusal to obey God, which really you and I deserve to die too in God's eyes. Why aren't we dead? Correct. Correct. Yep. Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. And so the reality is, is that even what we deserve has not been meted out to us uh, in that sense, from God's judgment, because God's judgment was poured out upon Jesus Christ. So that's kind of a real quick answer to a very complicated question. Thank you, Pastor Ed. You're welcome. I I love your thinking. I love how you're putting things together. It's uh, That critical mind will be able to dig deeper into the things of God. So great question. Thank you. Have a great night. Okay, bye-bye, Ken. 303-690-3000. Hey, I want to let you know, if you're in the Denver area, that our junior high and high school ministries are coming together. Our Calvary youth are coming together. Um, um, uh, well, actually, they're both having events upstairs um, that are focusing on fellowship tonight, a place to go instead of being outdoors. Uh, we aren't having our big Harvest Fest this year. and We're having regular service tonight. So if you want to come worship God, uh, we're going to have Bible study, worship, we're going to pray tonight. Uh, we're going to have, as a matter of fact, my Bible study tonight is entitled Facing the Enemy of Death, because I can't stand this glorification of death, especially after my son and ministering to so many that are grieving. I, I don't like it. So what does the Bible have to say? And it just so happens, not just so happens, but the perfect timing of God, is it not, that we are looking at Hezekiah's death. 
And so we're going to pause on Hezekiah's impending death and allow the Lord to speak to us about the hope of the resurrection. So with that in mind, we don't have uh, we don't have a big harvest fest. We're going to have stuff for the kids downstairs in terms of children's ministry, Sunday school, and then upstairs in our church, we'll have a time for junior high and high school. They're going to come together. Um, uh, Pastor Keegan, they're going to be playing games, having pizza, special time of worship, and local Christian hip-hop artist Mario De La Cruz will be performing. Uh, and so uh, I personally asked Mario to sing a special rap song about the Dodgers, but he has to be positive about it, but I don't know if he's going to do it. Uh, so there are separate events for high school and junior high, similar uh, details, uh, but the guest worship, or excuse me, the guest hip-hop will be in the junior high. So come on out, 7 o'clock. We'll be here. Doors open at 6.30. Uh, we'll be here together uh, just worshiping Jesus. I know a lot of churches are doing Harvest Fest tonight, so be safe. Um, be careful. Um, be sure to glorify Jesus Christ. If you're staying home, you know, give out tracts and minister to the kids coming to your doorstep. Um, you know, the roots of Halloween are very dark, um, very devilish, but I have to say, you know, other than the the really, you know, death-themed costumes, it's just a, a commercial. I, I saw, it's a commercial holiday now, like a Hallmark holiday. It's kind of sad, actually. Nine billion dollars was a number I saw recently. Imagine if nine billion dollars were, were given to the church of Jesus Christ, all the local churches, everybody, every church would be out of debt, um, needs would be met, like in the early church, uh, missionaries would be sent, nine, just one year, nine billion dollars, nine billion dollars, so we're gonna, we're gonna have a harvest fest next year, I think, um, so, and I just saw, we are gonna be, we're announcing right now, Save the dates, October 4th and 5th, 2019, the Refresh Conference is coming back to Calvary Aurora. This is a pastor-leader-servant conference, and boy, do we want to serve you and encourage you in the things of the Lord. So Calvary Church here in Aurora, we're hosting our Refresh Conference. <laughs> I'm so excited. We miss this. We miss We miss this year serving our community, serving our region serving our uh, local, our regional Calvary churches, serving our regional Baptist churches, serving our regional Foursquare, Nazarene churches, um, on and on, the vineyard. We want to serve our community. And I know you're listening here on Grace FM. You're invited. So if the Lord doesn't come back first, next October, the dates are set. Refresh Conference is coming back. Hallelujah. It has been, I didn't like skipping a year, uh, but we did. And we honored it. And so now it's time to dig deep. Um, this is a fun conference. And, um, you know, we just had a huddle here at Calvary. We didn't really um, uh, advertise it or anything, but it was, it was for our leaders and servants, really. We call it the huddle. Man, man, so many people came out, and we were able to encourage one another in the Lord. The Lord's doing a great work in these last days. Amazing. And praise God we get to be a part of it. So pray for us here at Calvary Church in Aurora. Um, um, go to our website, calvaryaurora.org, and pray for us. Pray for Grace FM. Love, love, love this. all these calls from the East Coast. Tina from New Jersey. Tina, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed Taylor. Hi, how are, how are you? Doing? 
I'm, I'm fine. good. I'd I like just to got... thank you for your ministry. And I listen You're to welcome. you every night at 930 on 4 or 5 Hope FM. You're an inspiration to me. And I thank you oh, for thank you. Um, your truthfulness. You're straight, <laughs> and you're awesome. And I listen to you every single night, and you've been a blessing to me, and I'll continue to listen to you. Well, praise the Lord. You call call those guys at Hope FM and ask them to give me a better time slot. Okay. Well, I'll listen to you anytime. <laughs> but what I like to say is that for all Christians who are listening, always remember that the Scripture says that I can do all things through Christ that gives us strength. we got to depend yes. on the Lord for everything. And also, the Lord has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. We have so much going on in our world. We need to hold on to the strength of the Lord. And the last thing I would like to say is that when David slew or killed um, Goliath, he came with spiritual strength from the Lord, and Goliath had physical and we have to depend on the Lord. And that's what I like to thank you for giving yeah, me the time. That's a great word. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. That's and how David came with the Lord. Thank you so much, um, Pastor Ed Teller. Oh, you're welcome. God bless you. You too. Thank you, Bye-bye. sir. Bye. All righty. All right. I think we got time for one more call. Ben is calling from Denver, Colorado. Ben, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Ed. Um, I have come across a couple of people who seem to have this similar belief that anything prior to the cross, including Jesus' teachings, are under the law, and that doesn't count. And then also that Jesus returned in AD 70, and and the rapture isn't going to take place. And I'm wondering, have you ever come across something like this before? Well, the second part I have, uh, because the second part is, at least part of it, is known as preterism. Okay. Uh, and they they kind of solve the 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 timing of the return of the Lord as He's already come, which is which is pretty comical. That's it's really hard. That's really hard to uh, to hold fast to. And this idea of the separation of the teachings of Jesus before the cross is an interesting one. You know, there's always these variations of New Covenant, Old Covenant. Everybody has a a different view of it, um, and. Without listening to these guys, if they're putting the, both those together, that's an interesting combination. Uh, I haven't really looked at preterism recently, so I'd have to re-I'd re, have to look it up again to see if they if those are are something that are necessary to come up with their view of the return of Jesus Christ. But uh, I know that um, I know that there is a uh, a sense of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the the real emphasis upon when the new covenant really began and the those that would tie the timing of the new covenant to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ that would then put all of Jesus teachings under the old covenant uh, make a grave error because the new covenant came in the person of Jesus Christ and it was ratified by the death and resurrection of Jesus uh, and so the teachings of Jesus were God incarnate, uh, and to to do to make that distinction that the teachings of Jesus before the cross, which is probably ninety nine percent of what's recorded, um, right. with, with with just a few exceptions, uh, would would then put Jesus' teachings on the back burner, and that just doesn't make any sense. That the very essence of the new covenant in in the flesh in God in human flesh. That his words are relegated 
to being minimized before the cross is just cannot be held up with sound biblical exegesis. It just doesn't make sense. Yes, well, thank you. I, I appreciate you bringing some clarity. I mean, I, I knew that was wrong, but I, I just I'd never come across that before. Yeah, preterism became really, really popular because Hank Hanegraaff became a preterist. Um, huh. And he was on the radio all over the place, and right. and so he popularized that view. It's really an, ex, an extreme um, view of Reformation theology when it comes to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And, and since then, um, uh, Hank Hanegraaff's abandoned com- uh, evangelical Christianity completely, and he actually has become uh, Eastern Orthodox uh, in wow. his in his alliance. He's been baptized into the Eastern Orthodox Church and has renounced um, modern-day evangelicalism, and and they found a place where preterism is accepted. But it's really uh, just a simple search on preterism and gotquestions.org would show you just how extreme of a view it, it really is. Okay. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your help. You're welcome. God bless you, Ben. God bless you, Pastor Ed. Bye-bye. All right, well, we're coming up on the end of uh, our show today. Be safe out there, please. And if you want to come to worship, we're going to be worshiping at Calvary Church here in Aurora. Uh, go to calvaryaurora.org, 7 o'clock. We're going to be talking about the topic of death, but in an encouraging way. What does the Bible have to say about it? Uh, my name is Ed Taylor. Lord willing, I'll be with you tomorrow on Calvary Live. Until then, tell somebody about the love of God. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.